Hello, everybody. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Yisrael. God forbid we cannot say which is the most important Parsha. The Torah, every single word is the most important because every every single word represents Hashem's Ratzon and Hashem's Chachma, and therefore is equal. However, in terms of an occurrence, one has to say that this week's Parsha is of utmost importance because we're talking about the giving of the Torah. That's what makes us special because the Torah was given to us as Jewish people. The, the Hashem made the world with Asar Mamaros, ten utterances. And those utterances... It says, or the words, Forever your words are there standing in heaven, meaning the words that Hashem said are not in the past, they are present, because Hashem's word is eternal. Hashem is out of time. He's made time, created time. Same thing with the Asaras and Debros. When Hashem made the Hanai Hashem He said those words, they remain eternal, and the mitzvahs remain eternal. By definition, a mitzvah is a connection to Hashem, which is eternal. He's Netzach. He's not bound by time. We are bound by time. So the miracle, the gift of, of Torah mitzvahs is the, is the opportunity to touch the infinite from our finite world. The opportunity to create as God a piece of crystallized eternity out of the physical world. I told my kids yesterday, we had a, I gave an example that most of my tiny class that we give here in, 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 in Shiva, that let's say you're working behind somebody and he drops five shekel and you bend down to pick it up and you give it to him. So he could very well take that five shekel and go buy himself a bag of popcorn and finish it in the next ten minutes. Great. And it took me two seconds to bend down and give him the five shekel. But what did I do? I connected with Hashem because he said there's a mitzvah, Hashem Saveda, right? So I just now created a eternal entity called the mitzvah Hashem Saveda with five shekel, which is earthly, when he eats the popcorn, it's got no significance to what I did because I just created something fantastic, eternal. Now, we have to understand that up by Hashem, there's no such thing as time, like we said before. Down here, there is time. The, in the mitzvah, the mitzvah that we have down here is bound by time. Let's say Kriyashma. Saying Kriyashma is bound by time. There's a Sofazman Kriyashma. So when a person is doing his mitzvah, he's simultaneously in two different worlds. He's in two different realities. On the one side, he's experiencing time element of the mitzvah, but on the other side, he's touching the infinite. He's united, he's united and bound to the infinite, where the concept of time loses its meaning. There is a contradiction here. If a Jew touches the infinite without himself becoming infinite, so how does that happen? He's bound by the finite rules of time without becoming physically eternal. But the Torah is a mitzvah, and that he did is that the mitzvah that he did is not bound to space time. So the mitzvah stays infinite even after the doer, the one who does the mitzvah, moves on to other things. It stays infinite even though the person doesn't become infinite himself. In this sense, every mitzvah, whether big or small, is a moment of is a moment of touching and binding and bonding with infinity. This is what life is defined by. This is why life is worth living. This is like a little bit of a, of a paraphrase of of uh, Rosh Steinsaltz in the part of Tanya that discusses the idea of a mitzvah. It's really cool how we bound by Hashem in this world, but at the same time we're touching the infinity. And what we create when we do mitzvahs is part of infinity. And that actually is going to be later in Mitzvah Hashem. That's going to be our schar as we benefit from the mitzvah itself. Schar mitzvah mitzvah. He gives another example of a, of a lock, of a cylinder of a lock. 
when you put it in the wrong key, you can't open the door because what happens in the teeth of a lot the cylinder is that the pieces of metal there are, are lined up in an incongruent way, and therefore the door remains closed, and the person with the wrong key cannot open it. But when you put in the right key, it opens the door. So basically, there are certain spaces inside that cylinder that need to be filled in the right way, and that opens the door. The same thing we do a mitzvah in this world. Hashem allows us, allows His light to flow into the world because we open the door. And we're, we're part of that. Hashem gave us the opportunity to be manifest His will in this world. There's a beautiful mashal he gives about a father playing a game with a child. The child is totally in the game with his full mind and heart, while the father, he's playing a game, but, you know, obviously his, the father's mind is a lot of places besides the game. Of course, he tries to pay attention, but at a certain point, the child goes ahead and says, Daddy, I love you. Now, in the child's mind, he was speaking as part of the game. But in the father's view, the child's words and how he said it will remain in his heart forever. That's exactly what we're doing here. The Rabbani Shalom is way above us. We don't understand who he is. We don't understand anything about him. We understand the things that he gave us to do. But he's allowing us in this game called the world to affect him and touch him. He's allowing that to happen. So every time we have a mitzvah, we have an opportunity to reach out to him, to reach out to the infinite and create something so special, the relationship with him. That's what, that's what life is all about. May Hashem grant us this insight and the sweetness to live every moment trying to see and find another mitzvah, another way of connecting to Akash Baruch Hu, and be happy with the opportunity that Hashem gave us. He says, it brought down in Natanya, uh, that the Arizal's commentary on Tachas HaShalom V'Ad HaShem Melekech HaBesimcho of Merev Kail is, why do we get the punishments in Tachas Because we don't, are not happy with, more happy with the mitzvahs and opportunities of doing the mitzvahs than anything physical in the world. Now, it's hard for us to relate to that, but if we review this this, um, this Torah that we're saying now, it becomes obvious, because everything in the world decays eventually. Everything. Our bodies, the flowers, the food we eat. I was learning with a guy in a yeshiva. He had a bowl of salad with tuna fish. I said, what would happen to this bowl of salad with tuna fish? He's you know, trying to eat healthy. If he left it here for a week, it would grow a beard, it would grow blueberries, you know what I'm saying? Everything in the physical world eventually gets rotten and decays. The only thing not like that is our neshama and the Torah and the mitzvahs and the connection we make with Hashem. That's the opportunity Hashem gave us when Hashem gave us Torah mitzvahs. We should be zochet to focus on this, be happy, and serve Hashem b'simcha. Good job.